0: You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Hey there, welcome in. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Always so much to run through on a uh, Saturday afternoon. And and clearly this week even more so because, you know, we're going till 6 tonight. So we got to cram everything that we were planning to do even before the Rangers went to overtime. we still got to get it all in. And, of course, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. You can find me uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. You can find me on TikTok, at Old Man Radio. But most importantly, you can find me right here on your radio uh, for the better part of the next two hours until 6 o'clock and Anita Marks. Now, I realize this is a jam-packed time of the year. We have the final week of the uh, NFL regular season, right? So playoff spots up for grabs, uh, playoff positioning up for grabs. We have the Giants already locked into a playoff spot, but that's not all, right? We have what the Knicks are doing, going into Toronto last night, winning for the first time since Kristaps uh, Porzingis' rookie season. You have the Nets finding themselves, playing some of, their, th- some of the best basketball in the league. You have the Carlos Correa situation with the Mets. Is he going to sign? Should, should they sign him? I mean, it's clear he's failed two physicals, one of which you were more than willing to look the other way on until you couldn't. So how much of an impact does that have? How how much does that impact have on how you feel about their offseason so far? So we'll have all of that. But yet, against all odds, like Phil Collins singing his heart out, against all odds, I have to be honest, the topic I am most passionate about as I sit here at 417 on a Saturday afternoon, is somehow the New York Jets. Now, I get it. It makes no sense. And I'm sure there's some people out there saying, God, they're still talking about the Jets? They're still talking about the quarterback? They're still talking about a team that is out of the playoffs and and all of a sudden it seems like is falling apart Uh, and questions about the coach, about the future of the organization, questions about the owners? I get it. But I can't help it. They find ways to create content every day so they, th- that we're talking about them, the things they do, the things they say, what they're going to do in the future, the coach, the GM, the quarterback, the owner. I, I don't know how it's, it's possible. It shouldn't be possible. It defies the odds that the Jets would still have interesting conversations to be had for a team that's going to miss the playoffs for 12 straight years. A team that could end the season with a six-game losing streak. Just when you thought, hey, look, the future is so bright. Playoffs, this, that. Six games in a row they could lose. This will be the seventh straight season. They will lose more games than they win. I get it. It makes no sense. But somehow, the Jets just keep us talking about them. And, And think about the week that they've had. Now, this might be kind of normal because it's the Jets. But think about the week they had. Sunday... Playoff spot still within reason. I, I get it was a long shot, but it, they still controlled certain aspects of their fate, right? They go out Sunday and just pull an absolute no-show in Seattle. Just fail to get off the plane. They get ousted from the playoffs. Monday, it's questions about, you know, the head coach's job. The, the Questions about the, uh, the, the performance of the team. Questions about the offensive coordinator. Then Robert Sala tells the quarterback to go read a book. He says that we're sticking with them, hell or high water. But you know what? Go read a book. Then you have uh, Mike LaFleur coming out and say, you know, maybe, maybe we should uh, not have had Zach Wilson start right away. You think? Mike White skips practice a day. He can't play. Joe Flacco is starting. And that's just this week. I mean, they truly are uh, incredible. Not for the reasons you want them to be incredible, but incredible all the same. So, I mean, you look back, week nine. Week nine. I guess it's a long time ago now, but, you know, you get the win, at week nine against the Bills, and, and look out for the Jets. Playoff defense. I've heard people saying a Super Bowl defense. And here we are. They've won one game since, and that was against the Bears. Now, I'm not saying... They are right back to where they started. But man, just when you thought you were starting to make some real progress, whoo boy, bright future on the right track. And now you kind of have to worry, wonder about everything, right? You still have to worry, wonder about the coach. You still have to wonder about the, the quarterback. And by wonder about the quarterback, I mean, as, as in, I wonder who our quarterback is going to be next year. And it's not wondering about the current group that you have because it's not Zach Wilson There is no, let me make this crystal clear, there is no way, I don't care what the Jets say, they can sign a contract in blood on national television, there's no way the Jets are starting next season with Zach Wilson as their starter. I don't care what they say. I don't care how convincing they are in saying it. Because next year, there is absolutely a playoff mandate for the New York Jets. There's no two ways about it. If they survive, if the people in charge survive this year, and that's not a, I, I don't think that that's a foregone conclusion. Because when you watch what they did last week, and the way they absolutely no-showed last week, you have to wonder if they've just kind of cashed in on the season. Because it kind feels that way. That, that's the kind of performance where you've just kind of given up. So next year, if everybody survives this year, next year there is absolutely jobs on the line. So if, if that's what you're saying, your job is on the line, coach, GM, offensive coordinator, whoever's left, you're not going to say, you know what, let's start uh, Let's start next season with everybody's jobs on the line, with the, the statistically the worst quarterback of the last two seasons. He has been the lowest-rated passer the last two seasons. Back-to-back, in the words of John uh, Sterling, back-to-back and belly-to-belly. There is no way anyone would voluntarily do that. So uh, that that much is clear. And it, it's almost like if that's if that's what their decision is, if that's what the, the the people in charge are actually thinking, then that you know what we can fix them. We just need one more off season. Then they probably should fire everybody right now. So I just do not believe – I don't care what they say. They have to find their quarterback, and that quarterback is not Zach Wilson. Now, maybe Zach Wilson can still be here. I guess maybe he can still be a backup so you don't take the, um, the black eye of blowing the second overall pick, and there's still some delusion that, ah, oh, you know what, down the road, he's going to be good. But there's no way that they can go into next season with Zach Wilson as their starting quarterback and it almost feels like the Jets' plan to fix Zach Wilson is like my plan when the internet goes out in the house. Like, I unplug the thing, I plug it back in. If that works, great. If it doesn't, I'm out of ideas. And it kind of, you know, like back when you used to play Nintendo and the game wasn't loading properly, you pull it out, you, you blow on the cartridge, you put it back in, you hope it works then. That seems like it's the Jets' plan to fix things here with the quarterback. And And really, when it gets down to it, you really can't trust what the Jets say to you because it defies law. Lo- it just doesn't pass the smell test. I mean, it was, what was it, two weeks ago? Robert Sala was telling you, you know, I, I like what I'm seeing with Zach. What? I, I, I think he said he's like he's getting better. That doesn't pass the smell test. And, and, and you have to judge things by what people do, not what people say. And the Jets will tell you that, yeah, we believe in Zach. So, okay, you believe in him. You're playing a meaningless game in week 18. You're going to start Mike White over Zach Wilson. And then when Mike White gets hurt, you say, you know, we're going to start Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, when he got that news, must have been, I got to do this now? Oh, man. In his last 19 games, football perspective on Twitter with the stat, uh, in the last 19 games that Joe Flacco has started, his team is 3-16, and 16. In 13 of those 19 games, he has thrown one or fewer touchdown passes. So you really can't trust what the Jets say because it just defies logic. Like them saying that we're going to stick with him, that he's part of our plan moving forward. And unfortunately, you really can't trust their judgment either because they've gotten it wrong every step of the way. Every step of the way. And here's why this is important because it's it's what happens from this point on. And as a Jet fan, could you actually trust the people that are here right now to make the right call moving forward on this quarterback or really any quarterback when the quarterback decisions have been so wrong up and down the line? 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. So coming up, we'll get to your phone calls. Do the Jets also. I gotta. I mean, I, I brought this up with Larry the other night. I want to kind of run it down a little bit more. Going into next year. Do the Jets right now have the worst quarterback situation in the NFL? I actually looked at, I went down every single team, so I'll give you my thoughts on that. Plus, I heard a lot of this this week. When Mike LaFleur came out and um, said, you know what, Zach Wilson probably should not have been starting right away. I heard a lot of, well, you got to give Mike LaFleur credit for being the first person to honestly assess Zach Wilson. I got some thoughts on that, too. So we'll get into that coming up. We got the Giants to talk about. We got Nick stuff to do. Lots of stuff to do. It is the Gordon Damer show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN. You're listening to the Gordon Damer show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. We'll try to squeeze in another round of uh, what I learned this week on TikTok. Jacob Perry back in the house. Jacob, where have you been? My friend. You have not been here the last few weeks. It feels like you've been gone for months.
1: I think I've been avoiding you and uh, avoiding why? what i am learned on TikTok.
0: Well, that I can understand. <laughs> you've had some struggles. And and the people who have filled in for you uh, have done a very good job. Wow. Uh, Julian has done a very good job. Uh, I think somebody else, maybe Chantel, did a very good job. Well, so
1: Chantel's always is on, on TikTok. And, uh, yeah.
0: So that might ha- that might have be part of
1: it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that's why I've been avoiding you, and also you've been ripping the jets. So... As oh, m-
0: I, yes, I'm the one who's been ripping the Jets. Yes, it's, it's just been me, <laughs> off on my own, just, you know, yelling at the clouds. No, it's
1: not, it's not just you, but it's because yeah. I know you personally, and yes. we work so many shows together, so I knew this was coming.
0: Yeah, well, and- look, here's the thing, and I, 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 I'm I honest, uh, if nothing else. Uh, I am a Dolphin fan, so, you know, part of that is I'm sure you're thinking, well, this guy's just ripping the Jets. It, just tell me what I'm wrong on. If, if, if you think that I'm just being biased and I'm just, you know, killing the team for no reason, uh, even though each week I'm picking the Jets to win these games and they're no showing. But uh, if I'm if I'm wrong about something, just simply say, hey, look, it's, this is this is the clearness of your of your bias or the way you're you're slanting these things. Uh, because I really do think and as I, I mentioned there in the, the opening segment with the quarterback being being so up in the air, like when they lost in Seattle the conversation was well how are we going to describe this jet season is it is it a is it a an epic fail is it a disaster is it a is it a disappointment can you look at it and say well you know what there's been progress because they've won more games than they did i don't think you really can take any of the progress that they made in individual players this year and and bank on any of that because at the end of the day the biggest position that you have is the quarterback, and that they got so wrong, so much so we were talking Larry and I, ESPN New York tonight, Monday through Thursday, uh, you know, either after Nick games or at ten o'clock, uh, or after Ranger games or at ten o'clock. Uh, do the Jets have the worst quarterback situation in the NFL? Sitting here right now on January seventh, looking ahead to the the 2023 season. And uh, I, I tried to narrow it down some. So the, the teams I think that are in the worst quarterback situations in the league are as follows. The Titans, the Colts, the Texans, the Raiders, Washington, the Bucks. if, you know, Brady leaves, the Saints, the Panthers, and the Falcons. Those are the teams that I would say, boy, those quarterback situations, that, that, and, and the Jets, and the Jets. I think you immediately take the Colts and the Texans out of it because they're going to have very high draft picks this year and can select their quarterbacks in the future. So they leave the list, right? So it's a list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, if you include the Jets. So now you're down to eight. Now you're down to eight. The Raiders seem like they are going to be the team that adds the veteran for sure, right? They're, they're moving off Derek Carr. I don't think Jared Stidham is their long term solution at quarterback. So it would seem like if Tom Brady's leaving somewhere and going someplace, the Raiders, I mean, that just see you know, he's got his former play caller there and, and um, Josh McDaniels. And if it's not Brady, it would seem like that might be a place Jimmy Garoppolo goes. And they've got great skill position players. They're going to have a very high pick in the draft as long as they don't win today. I think they're, they're right now slated to have the eighth pick in the draft. So they still have ways to improve the team. Now, I don't have a lot of faith in the Raiders moving forward, but in terms of the quarterback, there's a pretty clear path to improving their situation at quarterback so that it's halfway decent next year. The Falcons, well, look, the Falcons, they're they're in a tough spot. They'll have the seventh pick in the draft. I don't know what quarterbacks are going to be left at that point, but they also have the second most cap space in the league. They have an offensive-minded head coach, and I think a pretty good offensive-minded head coach in Arthur Smith. Now, he might not pass the ball as much as some people would like, but I think they're in a better position than the Jets as well. So then you're down to Washington, the Buccaneers at Brady leaves, the Panthers, and the Saints. That's the range that the Jets are in. Now, I'm not going to tell you that the Jets are the worst one. I think the worst one out of all of them are probably the Saints. The Saints are screwed. The, the Saints, they, they, they had their run. Uh, they've hung on for a little while. But now don't have a draft pick. They don't have their number one pick. That's with the Eagles. They don't have their, a quarterback that you would say. And they're going to be like $60 million over the cap. Uh, Washington they will never Washington will never win as long as Dan Snyder is there. If you are a fan of the Washington Commanders, you should do something else with your time. They are doomed. There is nothing that is going to happen. Now, look, there's there's been talk that he's going to sell the team, so maybe that does happen. But until that point... Nothing happening with Washington is going to bring you any any happiness or joy or anything like that. It's just wasted time. You're just wasting your time watching a football team. So I don't <clears> think <throat> the Jets are that bad. Um, Excuse me? But they are in that – like, it's funny you use Peter's uh, soundbite there because, um, you know, he was talking about, like, the tables of quarterbacks. Like, if you're going to a wedding and you're arranging the tables, I think the Jets are at the, the wedding table of Washington – the Buccaneers, of uh, Brady leaves, the Panthers and the Saints. Father's would, mother of Jays. Yeah, and I would think that the only team that I would say for sure is in worse shape at that table is the Saints, because they have—I think they have Jameis signed for another year. They're like sixty million dollars over the cap, so they are in a bit of a mess of a situation there. Then, of course, the other point I wanted to bring up with uh, when it comes to the Jets, and certainly want to hear from you—one eight hundred. 919 ESPN is the telephone number is, um, you know, Mike LaFleur came out this week as if the Jets didn't have enough stuff going on. Uh, The offensive coordinator came out this week and admitted. Yeah, you know what? Uh, Zach Wilson probably should not have been the starter right away. Gee, you think? I mean, what makes you say that? And I saw a lot of people. I don't know. Maybe maybe just people are friends with my I don't know people covering the team. Well, you got to give Mike LaFleur credit for, you know, honestly assessing the Zach Wilson situation. You don't get credit for stating the obvious. It's obvious Zach Wilson should not have been starting. He shouldn't have been starting last year. He shouldn't have been starting this year. But you use the second overall pick on the guy, so you're going you're gonna to rush him in there, right? But, no, you don't get credit for, for s- simply stating the obvious. If my kids... Came home and failed a test. And they told me, Dad, I failed the test, but it's because I didn't study enough. I'm not gonna say, well, you know what? I gotta give my son credit for assessing the situation correctly. He did not study enough for the test, and he failed the test. That's not the way it works. I'm sorry. Sir, your house burned down. Well, you know, in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have left all those candles burning all night. Ah, oh, you know what, you gotta give him credit. He assessed the situation properly. No, they, they've screwed up the situation every turn so look as we sit here with one game to go uh, I really do think that anything could be on the table if the Jets were to pull a no-show tomorrow like they pulled kind of a no-show in Seattle especially the defense like the defense has to rebound off of that performance and absolutely should rebound off of that performance going up against the Miami team that does have something to play for at least going into the game but are, are starting some probable combination of a seventh-round rookie who the Jets ate alive the last time they played him and Mike Glennon. <laughs> I mean, that is that – about it. I mean, you talk about bad quarterback situations. Oh, my Lord, that's a bad quarterback situation. And if you're telling me that the Jets don't pull a, um, uh, a no-show, you know, like if they pull another no-show tomorrow – would it shock me at all if there are a major change? No, it would not. So, like, all these people, well, you know, the Jets should not be firing Robert Sala. I agree. I, I would not fire Robert Sala. I would not get rid of Joe Douglas or anything like that. I don't think it, it requires some uh, dramatic change at this point. But I could understand the owner being a little ticked off and saying, you know, wait a second. The team that we share the building with, they they just went through their own terrible time with a terrible GM and had to uh, fix things and bring in a new regime, and they're back in the playoffs immediately immediately they're back in the playoffs and it's not it would be one thing if it was like a couple of years ago where the giants could have made the playoffs at six and ten no the giants are good the giants are good right now they they fixed their quarterback their quarterback is playing at a higher level now than he ever has before and they're a pretty good team and could very easily win a playoff game it's not just like ah you know what the giants made it but they're not going to go anywhere they're not going to do anything no they could easily win a, a playoff game especially if they go up against minnesota so if the Je- if the Jets go out there and pull another no show, would it shock me if Woody Johnson's like, you know what, I'm sick of this, uh, you know? So I think it, I do think that the the Jets do have something to play for, and and that performance last week against Seattle kind of worries me a little bit in, in terms of like, you know, we talk about uh, losing the locker room, you know, if, if the players love their coach, they better go show it tomorrow, because they might not <laughs> might not get another chance. All right, let's get some phone calls in. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Uh, let's go to uh, – let's see here. Bob is in Scotch Plains. Bob, first up on ESPN New York.
1: Hey, Gordon, how you doing? Hope you're having a great day. Um, listen, I, I totally agree. Jets, a big Jets fan here, we got to address the quarterback room. We're right there in the worst. But I think you have to look in the mirror a little as a uh, a finophile there, a fellow fish lover. Um, you, it's like walking in a china shop in the quarterback room at, at the Dolphins facility. You might as well have bubble wrap when you walk in. Tua can't stay on the field, never has.
0: No. Teddy
1: Bridgewater should just, I feel terrible for the man, but he just can't get help. No, absolutely. And Skyler, whatever his name is, is your room. So right. I think you got to look in the mirror there that the Jets may be the worst, but you might be right there next to them.
0: Well, look, I I will say this, Bob, and I've been uh, someone who has been very critical of the pick of Tua. Tua should not play football anymore. But you have to be fair. When Tua has played this year, he has played at an exceptionally high level. Now, I don't think that they'll ever be able to keep him healthy because the history shows you that he can never stay healthy. But at least they do have someone there that if he ever did stay healthy, would be their long-term solution. I don't think it'll happen. You don't think right. it'll happen, and and history tells right. you it's not going to happen. But it, that is far better than any of the other teams that I listed. In a, in a little way, but it gives
1: you that false hope. Uh, oh, absolutely. Hope sometimes because you're not addressing it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with you that
0: sometimes having the busted quarterback tells you you should move on, right? And you get you get clear, definitive answers. Yep. Okay, this is not the guy, so I got to go find the guy. Um, so yeah, there and, is a part
1: of that. And one more. Yeah, go ahead. One more thing, if you just let me go, and again, I appreciate your time. Um, As a Jet fan, I think I've finally come to it. Sell the farm. Do what you need to. And I know now I'm going down the injury. I'm about to talk about an injured quarterback here as well. Multiple number ones, whatever you have to do, go get Lamar and let him him go with this defense and Garrett Wilson and Bryce Hall coming back and Bryce Hall coming back and – and let's see what happens. But thank
0: God. Uh, all right, Bob. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't know uh, what, you know, I saw the record. I have it written down somewhere, but I can't read my own writing. Like, the the, the Ravens' record with Lamar Jackson, uh, it, with him and without him, it's like ridiculous. It's like they're like 44 and 9 with him, and they're like you know, 7 and 15 without him, or something ridiculous like that. Um, now, look, weird things happen, strange things happen. I don't think the Ravens are going to let Lamar Jackson go. But let's say Lamar Jackson says, you know, I got to get out. for whatever reason. I'm tired of all this winning. I got to get a, uh, and I want to go someplace else. What makes anybody think anywhere that Lamar Jackson's first call, you know what? Give me the Jets. Get the Jets on the phone. I'm going to the Jets. I I, I just don't, I mean that strange, I guess stranger things have happened. That's a pretty strange thing though. I don't, I don't think, I don't think that that's the road they're going to go. And I'm not telling you I know the road that for sure I mean you would think that it's probably either carr or Garoppolo Garoppolo because they have the the uh the connection there um but Garoppolo's gonna be uh, in you know high demand and and is that the road you want to go down like we gave you the numbers of what like the expectations were for jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo gonna get a contract for like thirty five million a year for like four or five years it's not it's not cheap it's not like ah we'll just go get Jimmy Garoppolo we'll pay him fifteen million dollars and uh you know, sign up for two two years, $30 million. No, it's going to cost you a lot of money. He's going to be in high demand this offseason. So, I mean, that's another that's another part of it. That's another big part of it. Now, there's a lot of uh, – look, the Dolphins are, are no one's uh, model organization. I'll be the first one to point that out. But you have to be fair. And I did not think that Tua could ever perform at this level like he did this year. But when he's, when he's played and he's been healthy, generally he has been uh, pretty good they apparently they said that they're going to get him like some new helmet for next year. I'm thinking to myself, why don't you have that helmet now? <laughs> like, why? What, what? Amazon's all backed up. The supply chain is uh, is slow. I mean, come, what do What are we doing? What are we doing? Uh, let's go to John is on the cell phone. John, you're next up on uh, the Gordon Damer show.
1: Hey, Gordon. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I want, to-, some new helmet for I want to respectfully disagree. I want okay. to respectfully disagree about Salah. Okay. Um, if you look back over their last seven losses since the mm-hmm. first New England game, that New England game after the interception, and the, the Jets fell apart. The, like the, the team was deflated. He did nothing to, to bring that team together, and they got blown out in the second half. The second New England game, when Zach was terrible, they should have lifted him, and they would have won the game if they Absolutely. put Mike White in. You give, him, give him a pass on the Minnesota and Buffalo games, although Minnesota, with our red zone performance, you know, got to look in the mirror. And then, and then the Detroit game, that was absolutely on Salah. Absolutely. The fourth and one, and then the, the lack of the use of the timeouts, that was horrible coaching. These last two games, Jacksonville and Seattle, the team didn't show up. So you could literally blame him for five of these seven losses. I don't know how you bring him back.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, John. I think, you know, I don't think it's such a slam dunk that he should be back. I think he probably will be, but you're right. I mean, you know, after the Detroit game, which is clearly the end of that game is on the coach for them to no show the way they did in the Jacksonville game. And then especially the, like last week, the fact that they never got off the play, I gave up points first three drives of the game. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would not change the coach because to me, uh, you know, Douglas and and Sala are a team, and I would keep them together. But I would make it clear next year, guys, you better make the playoffs; otherwise, you're both out of here. I would that would there would absolutely be a playoff mandate um, uh, on the Jets next year. But you know, he brings up he brings up fair points. Uh, the, the idea that if they ever did make a coaching change after this year, that oh my gosh, it would be completely out of left field. Uh, I don't think that's the case at all. I don't think that's the case at all. one eight hundred nine one nine espn is the telephone number. Coming up, we'll get more of your phone calls. Plus, we got to get into the Giants. Giants with a, let's be honest, a meaningless game tomorrow as they get ready for the playoffs and lots of conversation. Should they play the starters? Should they rest the starters? So we'll get into that. We'll get some uh, Daniel Jones talk as well because I think people are are uh, misidentifying some things about Daniel Jones' season, so we'll touch on that, too. Gordon Damer Show, it is 98.7 FM. It is ESPN New York. fellow fish lover. You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN are saying about, oh, you know, the Dolphins situation. Yeah, No, look, the Dolphins don't just limit themselves to injuries at the quarterback. They spread the injuries around. They make sure they got injured players at this position and that position, the defense, the offense, everywhere around. They make sure that they screw it up every single which way, which uh, might, might uh, tell you which way we'll be uh, going with our NFL picks. I guess we'll do the picks uh, in the, uh, well, clearly in the 5 o'clock hour. <laughs> we don't have any more time left in the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, but let's get a couple more calls in here about the Jets. Uh, we'll go to uh, Ira is in Staten Island. Ira, what's going on, my friend?
2: All good, all good, Gordon. i mean, you know, Dolphin Jet Week. I had to give you a buzz. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. And, you know, with the solid situation, you know, the Jets are probably going to lose this game tomorrow. And, you know, if you lose the last season, that previous caller, he's 100% right. You know, the Patriot game up there, he sure brought White in. After that, the 51-yard touchdown against the Lions, they kind of nailed it in. But at the end of the day, you, you just can't fire them, and, and there's really nobody out there, but it, there's definitely going to be changes. But getting to tomorrow's game, and I know how you, you feel about the Dolphins, it's just, I, I, I just don't see how you don't go out there, you know, some type of game plan, you know, not, Flacco's probably not going to last the whole game, you know, hope the Jets turn the ball over a couple of times. And I think the Dolphins, they go out there, they run 35, 40 times, and Jets can't stop the run, and I, I think you guys win by double digits. Tell me you think I'm crazy.
0: Uh, I do think you're crazy, Ira, uh, and I appreciate that, uh, and I appreciate the phone call. Uh, well, look, the the Jets uh, – this is going to sound crazy. The Jets have the better quarterback going into that game. Like, I know Joe Flacco – we don't think highly of Joe Flacco at this stage of his career. Joe Flacco at one point was a good quarterback. He still has some skills uh, that he can can call on. Um you know, Skylar Thompson is a seventh round rookie who has, I mean, you you watch him play quarterback at times. It's like he's never played quarterback before in his life. And Mike Glennon, do we have, I mean, do we have to go down memory lane with Mike Glennon? I mean, God bless Mike Glennon for making as much money as he has as an NFL quarterback. There's never been a time and like what five years where anybody's like, Oh, we got Mike Glennon. So uh, no, the, the Dolphins, to me, the game tomorrow is all about whether or not the Jets still care. If the Jets care about that game, they will win that game because their defense, which again, I will grant you, has looked terrible here for weeks and looked like it did not even get off the plane last week in Seattle, I will grant you. But if they come in and decide, you know what, we're, going to, we're not going out like this, right? Like we keep saying about the same old Jets, if this group... Cares tomorrow and says, "You know what? We're not going out with a six-game losing skid. We're not going out with questions about our coach. We're going to go out there and we're going to kick some butt and we're going to take some names." They should have the ability to do that, you know. Because the Dolphin quarterback, I, I, unless somehow, I, and I, well, maybe not. If Teddy Bridgewater is capable of playing, maybe that might make a difference. Maybe. But Teddy Bridgewater stinks, too. I mean, I know we all feel bad about how Teddy Bridgewater got injured and how his career has gone since then. He's not any good, and he's hurt all the time. So, uh, no, I definitely think the Jets um, uh, should be in that game tomorrow and should win that game tomorrow. No, no question about it. Now, in terms of the Giants, let's move on to the Giants a little bit because um, Giants-Eagles tomorrow, meaningless game. They're at 6. You know that. And, and the question has been, do you play your starters or do you rest your starters? Right. Do you do you go about it like Tom Coughlin did uh, against the Patriots? Or do you say, you know what, this is a meaningless game and we're going to rest everybody up and we're going to get ready for the playoffs in two weeks. And to me, this question is not a question. This is you rest your guys. You do not risk any injuries. I don't care what the odds or how small the odds are that Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley or your significant players could sustain an injury in that game. Uh, I say you do not, absolutely do not play them. I mean, what a way to ruin what has been a brilliant season for the Giants would be to go out there and get either of them hurt in the final regular season game that would have absolutely no impact on your playoff positioning. If you win it by 100, if you lose it by 100. We have seen already this year what a banged-up Saquon Barkley looks like. It does not look like a full-strength Saquon Barkley. So then during the week, do you guys have the Herm Edwards cuts that I was talking about? Herm Edwards was on with Barton Hahn, and, you know, former NFL head coach. And they asked him, hey, you know, Giants have nothing to play for, Herm. Do you play your starters this week? Here's Herm Edwards.
2: People think, like, well, it doesn't mean anything. Yes, it does. Why are we doing this? If you're not trying to win, why are we doing this? What is the purpose of all this? What is the purpose of going to training camp, having a goal to get to the playoffs, having a goal to maybe win a playoff game or two, having a goal to go into the Super Bowl? That starts, like, six months ago, right? And so now at the end, you say, well, you know what? This one don't matter. They matter. They all matter. Are you kidding me? They're all important. And so coaches do what they have to do. I get it. I understand all this. Look, what I'm going to do is this. A pro football player... He plays football. That's his occupation. He gets rest on the offseason. season. Hey, you know, we hey. worry about well, worry about getting injured. We even when you start worrying about injuries, you're in trouble. That's mm. when you get hurt. Hey, hey, These close. players play.
0: All right, so that's Herm. That's kind of Herm's brand, right? You, you play to win the game. I get it. Uh, so I would just simply add, so that's what we're doing all the time. That Pl- football players play. So they have to play the the whole exhibition games, like in the preseason. They they play from start to finish because essentially, I mean. This game has about as much impact on the playoff standings for the Giants as those, those exhibition games do. So is that what we're doing now? We're going to play the guys the whole time? But then, you know, they continued the conversation. Here's Herm's second cut talking about you got, you got to play your guys, right? Here you go. Here's Herm.
2: Kind of like a preseason game. Put them veterans out there early in that game and let them go get hit and let them feel it a little bit. And then somewhere in the game, you start plucking one or two of them out. That's what I would do. Wait a sec, Well, Herm, you just went against your point.
0: He was just talking Pull them later. I thought that there was this moral imperative to play hard. Football players play. We don't need to play hard in the second half. Don't you owe it to the league and you owe it to yourselves? Look, it's ridiculous. This is this is an exhibition game. There's no there's a chance that you see the Eagles in the playoffs. So I don't want to show them anything. I don't want to risk any injury. Um so no, I would absolutely not be uh would not be playing. Uh, Any of the starters tomorrow for Daniel Jones, rest up, sit back, enjoy. This is what you deserve. Saquon Barkley, sit back, enjoy. This is what you deserve. Any of the guys who are significant parts of the defense that may be banged up or not, I am not risking any injury to anybody. I'm putting them in bubble wrap, and I'm waiting for a week from now when hopefully you play the Minnesota Vikings and you go to Minnesota and have a chance to win a game that you very well could have won the first time around. Right. I mean, you could have very easily you lost on a 61 yard field goal at the gun. So that's that's the way that the Giants should approach it. And uh, I mean, could you imagine all the good feeling that Brian Dable has going for him likely should be the coach of the year? If he goes out there and puts guys into a meaningless game and they got hurt, uh, all that good feeling going into the playoffs would be right down the drain. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, we'll get more of your phone calls. We're to talk some, uh, some Mets with Carlos Correa, NFL picks. Lots to do as we take you up until 6. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM.